the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. officially Sunday morning and I want to wish you a very happy Lord's Day. Thank you for joining us to today, this morning. You're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour and I'm your host Sam Nicholas. We are a live program and we'll be with you for the next hour taking your calls and talking about the Bible. But as it is, of course, the Lord's Day, we want to just honor the Lord and open this program with prayer. So would you join me in prayer right now? Pray for the show, pray for me, pray that the Lord would use this next hour for his purpose, for his honor, for his glory, that the power of God would be with us tonight, that we would receive and that we would honor him. So Father, we thank you, Muldad. We thank you and we praise you, Lord, for who you are and all that you desire to do. I thank you, Muldad. There is no one like you, Lord, and you are undescribable and magnificent, and majestic, Lord. And there's not there's not enough words to praise you, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity right now for this next hour. And I pray, Lord, for every listener, for every caller, Lord, that everyone tonight would receive a blessing, that everyone tonight would receive your power, your strength, that everyone tonight would receive what they're searching for. And I pray, Lord, that we would search for you and that we, that you would be found by us. Yes, Lord, your word promises that. That when we seek you with all our heart, you, you declare that you will be found. So, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for the searching. I thank you for the finding. I thank you, Lord, for you, for who you are and what you do, Lord. I just pray, Father, your blessing upon each and every listener. Lord, I pray for your power to go forth tonight through this radio program. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, again, welcome to the program. You are listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. I'm your host, Sam Nicholas. We'll be here for the next hour. We're live on the air, yes, we're here in studio tonight, right now this morning. Uh, we're ready to take your calls. We're ready to seek the Lord on your behalf. So if you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, if you want to bring something before the Lord in prayer, I encourage you to call in tonight. The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552 for the live on-air calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, you want to stand in the gap and just bring somebody before the Lord. And we're going to bring a list of people before the Lord in just a few few minutes. But I want to read the scripture again. It says in Philippians, the fourth chapter, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Whatever you're going through right now, whatever's going on in your life, and there's so much going on, it's unbelievable. The things that are going on, the hardships that are going on, sickness and diseases rampant among us, financial problems, family problems, marriages, there are things, it's like the world is just unraveling. Mascaramendi. But we know there's an awesome and mighty God. We know that God could make a difference. And he says, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what's going on around you, no matter what turmoil or, 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 or what stresses you're on, no matter how anxious you are, it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything. Come to me in prayer, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, 
Let your request be made known to God. God knows what you need, even before you ask. But he wants you to bring those requests to him. And what's going to happen? The peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And he goes on to say something that's so important for us. He says, finally, brethren, and remember, he's, he just said that, that the peace of God will, 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 will guard our hearts and our mind. And now he's going to talk about your mind. He says, finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things, the things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. Practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Why are we not at peace? Why are we not at peace? Why are we so anxious? Because we're filling our mind with the wrong things. He said, the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds if you come to him in prayer. And he said, fill your minds with whatever is honorable and right, pure. So we need to fill our minds with what is right. We need to have godly thoughts. We need to have our thoughts on God and his desire and his purpose. So come on. Let's get before the Lord tonight. Let's get before the Lord tonight and without anxiousness, without fear, but in confidence, let's bring our request to the Lord. Let's pray and seek God. The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552 for the live on-air calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, Call in tonight and let's bring those requests to the Lord. Let's lift up our brothers and our sisters. Let's lift up every situation and every circumstance and let God have his way. Let's seek God's will for whatever is going on in your life or your loved one's life. You can also call in and ask a Bible question. If you've got questions about the Bible, questions about Christianity, the cults, the occult, world religion, the doctrine, whatever is on your mind tonight, whatever you, you need to talk about, Whatever you need to search the Word of God for, let's look up, let's look into the Word of God and see where the answer to your question is. So for Bible questions, topics, uh, something you need to talk about, you want to talk about, you want to get a clear understanding on, let's talk about it. Let's seek the, the Word tonight. You know, we might not agree, we might uh, disagree, but we can look and see what the Word says. It's not my opinion that counts. It's not your opinion that counts. It, what's the, what, it's, what counts is what the Bible says, what the Word of God says, what is teaching, what is, what is his teaching, what does his word say. So let's look it up together. It's 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552 for the live on-air calls, for your prayer requests, Bible questions, topics, praise reports, whatever you need to talk about, whatever you want to talk about, whatever you want to pray about. Call in. The number is 888-995-5552. We're going to pray for some people right now. We want to pray for Jimmy and Nancy and also for Polly, Robert's wife. Uh, Polly seems to have had a stroke, and uh, we're not sure what's going on. Uh, some of you might have heard Pastor Safka. Uh, the cancer is back, and we want to pray for his recovery as he starts treatments next week. We also want to pray for for uh, for many who's going to start chemotherapy next week. And I'm going to follow Bobby Thompson. He was in the hospital. I'm hoping he's home by now. I haven't talked to him today. But uh, we want to just pray for, for Bobby also. So, Mugodad, we come before you, Lord. Lord, we bring our request to you. We bring our request to seek you for your will, for your purpose, for your plan. We praise you, Lord, for your healings and what you do, Lord. And I know, Father that your desire is to heal and to see your people, Lord, healed spiritually, physically, financially. So we just pray, Lord, for Jimmy and Nancy. Polly, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would heal her from the stroke, that you would heal her totally and completely, that she would talk and, and be able to walk and move her hands. Lord, that you would just do a miraculous work for Polly. And Lord, we pray for Pastor Safka, that you would do a mighty work. We pray for many, Lord, that uh, that the chemotherapy would, the Lord, that you would use the doctors and the chemotherapy, Lord, to heal them totally and completely, once and for all, 
to get rid of this cancer, Lord. And I pray for Bobby Thompson. I thank you, Lord, for his recovery. I thank you, Lord, that he's getting the help that he needs. I thank you, Lord, for his healing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, well, again, the number is 888-995-5552. We had a call up there. The name was Claudia, and I think she hung up or, or got disconnected. So I just wanted to have uh, Claudia call back. Uh, I just wanted to encourage Claudia to call back for her prayer request. And if you need prayer, if you know somebody needs prayer, if you have a Bible question, call in. The number is 888 That's 888 888- Nine nine five 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 two. Let's take a couple of calls and then I'll have some announcements. First of all, let's talk to Vicky. Hi, Vicky. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we pray for you tonight? Hello, Vicky. And first, I want to say thank you for uh, blessing uh, so many people, especially the saints um, out in Radio Land and just all over the world. The people that listen to you. Thank you. Uh, I would like. For you to do, if you don't mind, could you comment on the scripture where it says that they came from amongst us because they was never part of us? Mm. Uh, and the reason why is because I am seeing, um, I'm seeing Jesus said that the signs would be like the days of Jonah, like the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, and uh, like the days of, of uh Noah. So I'm seeing, you know, a falling away of the church. I'm seeing, I'm just being honest, I don't mean this to sound judgmental, but, you know, Jesus said that we can right, righteously judge, but we're supposed to pray for our sisters and our brothers. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm just asking to pray for, you know, the Christians that are struggling with sin. Well, what is your what is your concern? You said the scripture they went out from us, but they were not um, they were not among us. What do you, what do you yeah, mean? Yeah, they was never uh, of us. I right. Yeah. If well, you could just well, keep on that up. Well, you know, yeah. I, th- I think of the scripture where it says, "Many will come to me that day and say, Lord, Lord, uh, did we not perform miracles in your name? Did we not preach in your name? Cast out demons?" And he and he replied to them, uh, "Away from me, you." Uh, you, you workers of iniquity, I never knew you. You know, there is there there are a lot of people out there that call themselves Christians but have never really given their life to Christ. You know, there is true faith and then there is said faith. You know, there there's there's people that call themselves Christians but are not really Christians. They're not they're not seeking God, they're not searching for God, they're not living according to God's word. They're living their own type of Christianity. And that's not going to make it, you know. People, that that's the, that doesn't cut it. Only, you know, Jesus said, uh, if if you know, if you want to see God's kingdom, you have to be born again. And to be born again means you're a new creation. Second Corinthians five seventeen yeah. tells us that. Any, if anyone is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. You can't be a new creation and keep living the old life. Keep living for yourself. We have died to ourselves. We've died to sin. We've died to, 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 to unrighteousness, and now we're seeking a righteousness that's not our own. It belongs to Jesus, and he's the one who gives us his righteousness. It says they went out from us because they were not, they, they were not uh, from us from the beginning. You know? yeah. So they, these are false Christians. These are, are, are wolves in sheep's clothing, uh, false teachers. Uh, people who don't really truly share the truth of the gospel, the truth of God's word, who perver- perverted God's word for their own purposes. It says in the in the in the last days that they, they'll look for people to tickle their ears because yeah. they will not tolerate true gospel, the true gospel, or true teaching, true doctrine. And for many people today, doctrine is a dirty word. People don't want to hear about the teaching, the true teaching of the Bible. They want to hear that God accepts that all roads lead to God that uh, God receives everybody, accepts everybody just the way they are. Well, yeah, he receives us just the way we are when we repent and when we truly seek his His will and his purpose and his plan, you know, and he accepts us as we are, but he loves us too much to leave us that way because that's, that, that's, where, cause that's where we were on our way to hell. Brother Sam, uh, just, I know there's other uh, people that want to ask questions and uh, need prayer, but the scripture where it says, um, uh, you have not chose me, but I have chose you. Mm-hmm. 
now, the way I understand that scripture, uh, I know, we know that Jesus doesn't want anybody to perish, and we know that Jesus actually created hell for Satan and his demons. But a lot of people, you know, sometimes, you know, I've heard pastors say people are choosing Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, they're choosing God, but it's God choosing us, you know, because I think a lot of people misunderstand that scripture when uh, Jesus does say that you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. I believe that before the foundation of the world, Jesus knew the people that was going to accept him and reject him. So the scripture where it talks about predestination, Jesus does not um, predestinate anybody to go to he doesn't want anybody to go there. Well, just think of the scripture, John. Just think of the scripture, John three sixteen. For God so loved yes. the world yes. that He gave His only begotten Son, so that whoever would believe in Him should not perish but have eternal life. There's yes. other scriptures that say that God doesn't does not desire anyone to be lost, yes. but that all men should be saved. So yes. that is God's desire. That is what God desires. He's and that's what God he, He's provided. For everyone in the world to be saved. He's made that provision. And one of the scriptures that you mentioned, for many are called, but few are chosen. God has called everyone. He's called the whole world. But God knows that only a few, not many, will will choose to be saved. You know, Jesus said, wide is the, 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 the road and that leads to destruction, and many will choose that road. But... But narrow is the road that leads to eternal life, and few take take that road. So, you know, there's no doubt that God has predestined or chosen. Yes. But on what basis has he predestined and chosen? That's the true question. On what yes. basis? I believe that he's, he, he bases his choosing on his foreknowledge. He knows those who will choose to receive and accept salvation. And on the basis of that, I believe God is, has predestined those to go to heaven. God doesn't uh, uh, capriciously or just, uh, you know, just on a whim choose people to go to heaven and go to hell. No, he honors our choice. He honors man's free will. He doesn't violate man's free will. We all have the free will to accept and receive or reject and, and 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 go to hell. You know, we can receive salvation or not. It's up to us, and God honors our choice. Yeah. He honors our That's will. True. May I say a quick prayer? Yes, let's pray. What do you want to pray? Okay. Father God, we come to you in your son's name's sake, and we pray for our brother, Sam, and everyone that he knows and loves, everyone there at the ministry that has come alongside him and honor the man of God that he is, and just come along and encourage him because that is really what we need because of the days that we're living in, Father God. And I pray for everyone out there in Radio Land, Father God, people that know and love you. And we pray for the people that have not made it into the kingdom yet, but they are on their way in. And we're so thankful, Jesus, that we look forward to your coming again, Jesus, and taking us home, Father. Thank you that you encourage us. And I ask you that whatever my brother Sammy and his family are praying to you for, whatever they're needing, I ask that you would give to them. And I, I ask the same for everyone that is listening to the sound of my voice. And we believe that every organ, every cell, every member in our bodies are healed. And we renounce anything that is not of you in our lives and in our family lives. And for the same also, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you. God bless you, Vicki. Let's go to our next caller, and we see that uh, Claudia is back, so we're going to take Claudia's call. Hi, Claudia. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Hello. Hello. Hi, Claudia. How can we pray for you tonight? Yes. Hi. This Hi. This is my first time calling. Yes? Yes, Claudia. You need to turn down your radio or turn it off because there's a 10-second delay, and it's very difficult oh. to uh, speak to you on the phone and also hear hear the radio on in the background. So okay. how can we pray for you tonight? Yes, um, I just wanted you guys to pray for my family, um, for my children, and um, for my son, Ernie, that, you know, he's he's battling really, really bad with the enemy. He's on the streets, um, 
couple of days. I just heard that he was in jail. So I just want God, you know. And what's your son's know. name, Claudia? What was that? What's your son's first name? Um, Ernie. Ernie. Let's pray right yes. now. Father, God may have a breakthrough on him Amen. right there. Amen. He Lord, will just change his life. Lord, we come to you, Lord, for a breakthrough, Lord. We come to you, Lord, for a miracle. We come to you, Lord, for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit, a mighty work of God that only you can do. We pray for Ernie, Lord. Lord, you know where he is right now. You're looking upon him. Your eyes are upon him, Lord. And I pray that your hand would be stretched out and, Lord, that you would touch him, Lord. Lord, that you would touch his his heart the way you touched the prodigal son and that he would that Ernie would come to his senses and come home, come home to a, to a God who loves him, who's ready to meet him right where he is right now and accepts him just as he is and desires to do a great and mighty work in his life. And I pray, Lord, that he would come home to his family, to his mom. I pray, Lord, that you would just do a mighty work, Lord, that you would protect him from the work of the enemy, that you would protect him and keep him safe, Lord, for as long as he needs to be on the street, Lord, you just, I, I pray, Lord, that you would bring him home, that you would take him off the street and bring him home, Lord, home into your presence, home into a house that loves him and cares for him. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would change his heart, change his mind. And, Lord, I pray, Father, for Claudia and the rest of her family, Lord, that you would give her strength, that you would give her wisdom, that you would give her peace, Lord, to rest in you and to know that you are the God who loves her and loves her family and loves her children and that you're doing all that you can do and will do, Lord, for them, for their best, for their interest, to give them a hope and a future. Lord, I just pray, Lord, your blessing upon this family, your strength and your power upon this family. Lord, I pray for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you, Claudia. God bless you, too. Thank you so much. Good night. If you remember, as you remember in your prayers, keep Claudia in prayer. Pray for Ernie, that the Lord would just bring him home. And you know, um, I, I I just wanted to make a, before we go to any more calls, you can call in tonight if you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer. You know, if you want to lift him up and stand in the gap, you know, that's what we do. We stand in the gap here. You know, we pray for for the needs of those who have situations and circumstances that only God can change. You know, I, I I don't want you to go out and try everything else and then for the last resort, come to God. No, let's come to the Lord as soon as we know what's going on, as soon as we have a need, as soon as there's something that needs to be changed, as soon as there's something that needs to be fixed, we come to the Lord, we seek Him. You know, there's an old bumper sticker where all, when, all else, when all else fails, try Jesus. And I, it was, it's, I've always hated that bumper sticker. When all else fails, really? No, let's come to the one who never fails. Let's come to the one who, who's able to do abundantly beyond what we need. Let's come to Jesus. So I call you to pick up the phone and let's pray together. Numbers 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552 for the live on-the-air calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody needs prayer, if you want to ask a question about the Bible, a question about Scripture, uh, doctrine, theology, whatever's on your mind tonight, I invite you to call in and let's talk about it. Let's reason together. I love it in Isaiah where the Lord says, come, let us reason together. Let us work this out. Let's seek this out together. So come on, call in tonight with your prayer requests. Call in tonight with your Bible questions. The number is 888-995-5552. We've got two open lines right now, so call in. It's 888-995-5552. I want to remind you that we get together every Friday night for prayer and worship. So if you'd like to, to, to come and join us for prayer and worship, we really would love to see you out in Arcadia. We meet every Friday night at 8 o'clock in a little church in Arcadia. It's very comfortable, very uh, intimate, and we'd love to see you out there. So come out to LHFC Church, 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. That's 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia, 8 o'clock on Friday nights. We get together for prayer, for worship, for fellowship, for the Word. Right now we're studying 2 Corinthians, and we've got plans 
for the rest of the year, what we're going to be studying, what we're going to be doing. So it's exciting. Come out and worship with us. Come out and praise the Lord with us. Uh, Friday nights at 8 p.m., uh, 8.05 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. Uh, also, uh, don't forget that we're on podcast. So if you want to share this program with somebody, uh, go to kkla.com and you can find us on the podcast page. You can uh, listen to previous programs. Uh, right now we're, we're doing some changes. So um, be patient with the podcast page. Uh, Josh will be working on it and uh, getting it all set up again but we're changing our, our server. So uh, be patient with that, but share the program with somebody. Let somebody know the, about the Gypsy Christian Hour. You can also download the KKLA app at your uh, uh, iTunes store or Google Play. Uh, it's a free app, and you can download it and listen to this program and all the rest of the programs here at KKLA on your smart device, on your uh, iPhone, your Android, iPad, but you have to download that that free app at kkla.com. Let's go to our next caller, and we're going to talk to, let's see, we'll talk to Eddie. Hi, Eddie, you're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Sammy, how are you tonight, brother? Doing well, man. How are you doing? Well, Sammy, you know what? I tried to I was resting since 7 p.m. Uh-huh. I know it's midnight already. I was excited waiting for your show. And any, uh, anyway, I was feeling like stress, fear, loneliness. And I know it's not a good science, so I know so many people listen to this beautiful radio, so I know I need a prayer for me. Well, I need a breakthrough in my life, and I cannot fight it by myself. Well, let's pray, Eddie. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the comfort of your Holy Spirit. You said, Lord, that you would never leave us or forsake us. You'd never leave us alone. You said it was better for you to go because you would send the Comforter, and the Comforter is here, Lord. The Comforter is here to fill us with the power of God, to fill us with the peace of God, and to, to, to give us all that we need, Lord. And I just pray for Eddie right now, Lord, that there would be a breakthrough in his life, Lord, that there would be such a breakthrough, Lord, that, that, that he would realize and that everyone around him would realize how awesome and how mighty and how powerful you are, Lord. Lord, I thank you, Father, for the fact, Lord, that we are never alone and we never have to feel lonely because, Lord, you're always with us. You care for us, you love us, and and you walk right beside us. You're right there every step of the way, Lord. And many of the times, Lord, not only are you beside us, you carry us, Lord. You carry us through situations and circumstances. You carry us through the hard, the hardest times, Lord. But I thank you, Lord, for the for your command to keep walking. Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? We're commanded to keep walking, not to stop, but to go through, Lord. So I pray that Eddie would continue to walk. Father, that he would continue to run the good race and that he would do all that he is able to do, Lord, through the power of your spirit, Lord, to keep going and keep praising and keep worshiping and keep being a good witness, a good testimony for all to see, Lord. Lord, not just Eddie, but they wouldn't see Eddie, that they would see Jesus Christ living through Eddie. Father, I just pray, Lord, that your glory would shine upon him and that your blessing would be upon him totally and completely, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Sam. I love you. God bless you, sir. God bless you, Eddie. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, we had a call from Ricky from uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and he would like a prayer for his entire family to be blessed and to be looked over. So, Father, we just pray for that. I pray for Ricky. That your power would be upon Ricky and that you would bless him and his family. Lord, that your protection would be upon him, that you would watch over him, Lord, and that all good would come for to Ricky, Lord. Lord, that your goodness and your grace and your peace and your mercy would be upon him and his family. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's go back to the phone lines, and we're going to talk to another Eddie. Hi, Eddie. Hey, Sammy. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing good. Um, I'm the one that called from Whittier, and uh, I had talked to you about my pastor that was 88 years old. He had a right. Cat. Well, he's back. Oh, praise the Lord. Awesome. Yeah, he's back. He, he came back last night, and he taught. He's on a, a walker, but uh-huh. you know, he can only stand up or sit down because of his age. Mm-hmm. And he and he gave a beautiful testimony last night. You know, he he felt like like God forgot about him. You know, mm-hmm. and um, he said he opened up the book of Psalms, and the Lord spoke to him right there. 
Wow. Praise the Lord. He says, I have a lot more for you. Awesome. That's great. I'm glad to hear it, Eddie. Great testimony to hear. I want to ask you, um, are you a pastor of a church, or or do you have a regular job, or what? I have a regular job. I work during the week, and then on on Friday nights, we do a Bible study. We do a prayer meeting on Friday nights at the at, at uh, 805 North First Avenue, and Saturday nights I do this uh, radio program. And Sundays I'm in church at the Hills Church uh, every Sunday morning, and I also go to I also visit uh, Gypsy churches that are here in town. Okay, now I had a question: is Is it wrong to visit other churches? No, I don't think it's wrong to visit other churches as long as you have. Uh, a home church that you're that that you go to every week. Yeah, uh, you're, you're 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 you know you're being fed by a pastor who's uh, biblically sound. You know the three P's uh, of of a church should be prayer, uh, praise, and preaching. You know you should be you, your church should be a praying church. Your yeah. your church should be a praising church, and your church should be a preaching church. There should be sound doctrine. There should be uh, Spirit-filled worship, and there should be heartfelt prayer uh, in that church, and that's the church you should be a part of. And if you choose to to visit other churches besides your home church, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, you know, I I I, I go to uh, the Hills Church every week on Sunday Sunday mornings at, at 10 a.m. And then a friend of mine has a church in uh, in uh, out on La Siena, Steve Wilburn. I go to Core Church every once yeah. in a while. Uh, I'll visit. I'll visit uh, Truth of the Bible Ministries, Pastor Steve Johnson. You know, so yeah. you know, there's nothing wrong with visiting other churches, but you want to have your home church where you're fed every week, and where you, you know, where 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 you can uh, give your tithes, where you can be uh, plugged in and have fellowship, and where you know the people. You know, I don't know all the people at Core Church. I know a few people there. You know, yeah. uh, but but uh, at, at the Hills Church, I know people. at you know, do you understand what I'm saying? You need the fellowship, uh, weekly fellowship, uh, in a home church. Mm-hmm. And then, and yeah. then, if you decide to visit other churches, that's fine too. Yeah, yeah. Because I I had visited a church last week, and uh, they were lifting up pledges to beautify the building inside. Mm-hmm. You know, they were, they want to put these widescreen TVs, sure. And, uh, you know, things like that, which I don't see nothing wrong with it. You know, yeah. you're unifying the house of God, but then I'm saying to myself, what about, um, like, in, investing in people? Right. You know, yep. that's more important than it's, a building. That should not be the only focus of a church, to, to beautify the church. It can be a focus of the church, but it can't be the only. The, the main focus is to reach the world, to reach your community, to reach right. uh, people for the, you know, for, for the kingdom. Jesus didn't didn't give us a command to beautify the church. He gave us a command to go out and make disciples. Right. Yes. Now, um, one more question. Uh, on the scripture where it says, uh, depart from me, I never knew you. Right. Okay. Is he talking to believers or false prophets? Well, here's the thing. I, if they were believers, he wouldn't be saying that to them. You know, these were said Christians. These were not true Christians. These were Judas type of Christians, not Peter type of Christians. Uh, there's a there's a said faith and then there's a true faith. These, you know, just because you call yourself a Christian, or just because you go to church, doesn't make you a Christian. What makes you a Christian is your relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus right. said in 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 uh, John the seventeenth chapter, "This is eternal life to know the one true God and Jesus Christ whom thou have sent." You know, mm-hmm. and and what did he say? Why did he cast him away? Because he never knew them. He said, you never had a relationship with me. You never truly gave your life to me. You were doing everything that you were doing for yourselves, not for me. You were doing it to, to, to enhance your, 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 uh, your, your place or your status. You're, you were doing it for yourselves. You weren't doing it truly for me or for my people. You were doing it for your own selfish reasons. If you, yeah. if you look that scripture up in the message uh, Bible, You'll see yeah. a, a very harsh uh, uh, description of, of how Jesus spoke to them, paraphrased. But he's saying, okay. you know, you didn't do it for me. You were doing it in my name, but you did You know, I never told you what to do because we. I never knew you. We didn't have a relationship. 
And that's why he said that to them, because they weren't real Christians. They weren't real Christ followers. They were doing yeah. their own thing for their own reasons. Yeah. Now, would that, now would that include a person that's leading a Bible study and they bring them from different churches? Say that again? Like there's somebody teaching a Bible, a women's Bible study. Uh-huh. And she's inviting different people from different churches to come and have a Bible study in her church. Would that apply to that or not? Well, I don't know. I, I don't know the, the particulars of that. He's talking to these people that they were doing Bible studies or they were preaching or they were casting out demons, but they weren't doing it under the authority of Jesus Christ. They weren't doing it because of Jesus Christ. They were doing it because of their own selfish motives and their own selfish reasons. Now, you can do a Bible study for your own selfish motives, yeah. but, or you can do a Bible study because the Lord is truly leading you to teach people his word. And that's where I want to be plugged in. I want to be plugged into a Bible study where God is leading or the Holy Spirit is leading, not where people are leading. You know, right. And if you see false teaching, that's another red flag. If they're inviting people in who are false teachers or are not teaching the true word of God, that's where we have to be Bereans. We have to take what they're teaching and truly, and then and compare it to what the word of God is truly saying and seeing does, does what they're teaching truly line up with the word of God. Because the Bible calls us to be Bereans, to be more noble-minded than the Thessalonians who... who, 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 who uh, yeah. Okay. All right, Sam. Well, thanks a lot. You're doing a great job. And Thank you, Eddie. God bless. Bye. And if you'd like to call in tonight, the number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552. Let's go to our next call and talk to Jordan. Hi, Jordan. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help tonight? Hello, can you hear me, sir? Yeah, Jordan, how how can we help? I just have a question for you. Um, I want to get some things, uh, something cleared up, because my understanding uh, of the Bible seems to contradict what I'm being, what I'm hearing from a lot of preachers uh, at church, even the preacher at my own church, and it has to do with uh, tithing, and I know that God loves the church, but wasn't the tithing in the Old Testament about grain offerings? And it just seems to be that it's being twisted everywhere I go to making it something that is mandatory. And I, could you please give me some understanding on this? Well, yeah. Not, uh, well, you think about the tithe. And, and you know, really, every, the Bible tells us in Psalms that you know, the cattle on a thousand hills belongs to the Lord. The gold and the silver belongs to the Lord. Whatever's on this earth belongs to God, and we are stewards of what belongs to him. He, he puts it in our hands because, you know, to, to, to provide for us, but we are stewards taking care of God's possession. And, you know, the, the thing about tithing is God is calling us to have faith in him that we would offer up to him a sacrifice of a tithe. And it's really the least that God could, 10% is the least that God could ask for. And yes, biblically, in the Old Testament, God required tithes from the Israelites. He required them to give 10% of their first fruits. Now, is it, does that transfer into the New Testament? Well, I believe that, that Jesus encouraged tithing. He did not, he did not, uh, put tithing away. He didn't say not to tithe. In fact, uh, the only time he ever commended the Pharisees and the Sadducees is when it came to tithing. He said, you tithe down to the mint and the coming of your gardens as you should, but you neglect the weightier uh, things to do. So he, he uh, uh, the only time he ever commended them for doing anything is when they were tithing. So Jesus never said, don't tithe. Jesus said, uh, never said, never commanded us to tithe either. But, you know, giving is a, a part of New Testament teaching. Paul tells us that we should uh, be cheerful givers. Uh, Paul tells us that we should hold everything into, you know, we should, we should give, you know, everything belongs to the Lord, and we've given ourselves totally and completely to God. So I believe that while, while tithing is not a requirement, I believe tithing is encouraged by Jesus and by the apostles. And I think that 10% is where uh, uh, we should start. 10% is a great place to start. If you can't do 10%, 
then start off with a lesser. You know, but commit yourself to the Lord. Commit yourself to to God. Uh, don't just give whatever's in your pocket when you go to church. Uh, it says it says that we should. You know, in, in Corinthians, the, the Bible tells us to prepare, to 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 put something away every every week, so that when the t- so that when the offering comes, that we should be prepared to give. So put an amount in your mind and say, "This is what I'm going to give to the Lord." Uh, whether it's 10%, whether it's 20%, whether it's 5%, whatever the Lord puts it on your heart that you can give cheerfully. But I, I would recommend, I would say 10%. That's the tithe. That's what that, that's the standard that, that God has raised. I would say put that in your heart, put that in your mind to give that to the Lord and give it cheerfully. If you can't give it cheerfully, then do something else. But But plan. Make sure you have a plan. Make sure you know what you're doing because... Giving is a part of being a Christian. It doesn't make you saved. It doesn't save you, but it is part of your Christian life. It's not something you do to be saved. It's something you do because you are saved. Giving is part of uh, of the Christian life. And okay, and just right quick, you, you're saying giving, and I understand everything you're saying. It makes sense. But giving, wouldn't giving to a person that you see walking down the street and you see their homeless and they might need some help, wouldn't that be the same thing or even more important as, or just as important as giving to uh, a church that has a mega million budget Mm. and a big, wouldn't that be the same thing? Well, here's the thing. If you're going to a church, whether Uh it's a mega church or it's a church of 20, 30 people, wherever you're fed, because in, 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 um, I believe it's Micah, it says, bring your tithes into the storehouse. So wherever you're being fed, wherever you're going to church, support that church with your tithes. And then then if the Lord leads you to do more than that, like if there's somebody and you need to, you feel you need to help them, let that be your offering because there are, there's a principle here, tithes and offerings. The tithes are for your church where you're fed, where you receive the word of God, where you go for fellowship. You support that church. You know, they don't charge you for coming to church. There's right. no charge. The, the gospel is free, but somebody's got to put in the plumbing. You know, the plumbing, it, it costs money. Sense. It costs money to keep that church open. And if you're going to that church, support that church. If you're being blessed by the pastor, support the pastor. And you do okay. that through and your just, tithes. But then your offerings... Right quick, before uh, I let you go, sir, thank you very much. So to make sure I'm understanding this right, it shows where our heart is, but it's not it's not biblical, right? But it shows where our heart is. Am I understanding this right? Well, here, here it is. It is biblical. It's it's in it's mentioned in the Old Testament and it's mentioned in the New Testament. Tithing and giving are both mentioned, so it is biblical. Uh, it is it is it a command? Is it under the law? We're not under the law. We're not under the law of tithing, you know. Here and here's here, here's what here's. I'll give you. The, the, I'll sum it up in in a, in a in just a quick phrase, because this is this was the title of a of a sermon I did once. Tithing is not a rule; it's your relationship. Okay. See, I understand that. That makes sense to me. That makes sense, and I understand that. And this is my first time calling, and I just woke up because I go to bed early, and I just woke up and heard you on the radio. And I'm so glad that you are doing what you're doing because it gives people an opportunity to just call in and either get prayer or have uh, questions answered. So well, thank you, Jared. God bless you. I thank hope, you for taking my call. I hope I was able to help. Yes, and you'll be here for me again. Okay, okay God bless. God bless you. Bye. Good night. Well, let's take one more call. She's been waiting for a long time. I think the name is Deanne. Hi, Deanne, is that you? Yes. yes. How, how can we pray for you tonight, Deanne? Thank you. Um, I have two prayer requests. Okay. One for my brother-in-law. Brother, he had a stroke. Half of his heart works. Not the other half. He's on machines. And they're trying to see if he's going to make it or not and for his salvation. Mm-hmm. Another prayer request is that my daughter got tested in a hospital and she's waiting for answers by, I think, this week to see what she has that they found in her leg, like a mm-hmm. bump in the back of her knee. Okay. And she says her knee squeaks. Okay. What was your brother-in-law's name with the stroke and salvation? Oh, George. George, George. Peralta. Okay. And what's your daughter's name? 
Vivian, the, mm-hmm. she has a lot of health issues, and she's waiting for results. That they don't find nothing in the X-rays. She's really worried that um, they they don't say nothing. It's bad news. Well, let's pray. Her knee squeaks. Well, let's pray, yeah. Vivian. Father, I thank you. Thank I you. Praise you, Lord, that we have the opportunity to come before you right now for George, Lord. We pray for George. We pray, Lord, for healing from the stroke, Lord. But even more so, we pray for the healing of his of his of his of his soul, Lord. Lord, that he would come to know you. Father, I just pray for his salvation, for his spiritual salvation, Lord, that he would come to know you, that he would have a relationship with you, and that he would know your love, your grace, your mercy, and your forgiveness, and that he would receive the gift that you desire to give him. And Father, I pray for his healing for the body, Lord. Lord, that he would heal him totally and completely from this stroke. Lord, that from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet, that he would be totally delivered from the effects of this stroke. And we pray for Vivian, Lord. Father, that the results would come back, Lord, and that it would be good results, Lord, that we would that, that they would know what's going on, that there would be a healing for her, Lord, and that your power would be upon her, that your Holy Spirit would just bless her, Lord, and that she would receive the great gift of healing from you, Lord, and to know, Lord, that you love her and that you're with her. Lord, give her peace and give her rest. Give her healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless, God bless you, you guys. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Bye. Okay, well, I said we are going to take that last call, but let's take one more. We're going to talk to Michael. Hi, Michael. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Hi, uh, good evening. Good evening. Good morning. What's yeah, that's right. Good morning. Sorry. How can we help you? I need prayer to, if the Lord will take this desire for cocaine addiction away from me. It's leading me into such terrible financial and sexual incorrect behavior well father i just pray for michael right now lord lord that you would break the bondage that you would break the addiction lord that you would lead him lord that you would fill him father i pray lord that you would take the hand of satan off of this man father that you would rebuke the enemy lord that you would break the chains of addiction lord that you would take the desire for cocaine away from michael lord father i just pray your power your strength Lord, I pray the Holy Spirit would fill him, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that there would be an infilling of your Spirit, Lord. Lord, so much so that it would be overflowing, that there would be a baptism of your Holy Spirit upon his life. Lord, that there would be such an infilling upon him, Lord, that there would be no room for anything else, no other addiction. Lord, that he would be addicted to the Holy Spirit, that he would be addicted to your love and your grace and your mercy. Father, that he would have such a desire for you, Lord, that he would have no desire for anything else. But, Lord, to seek you, to love you, to to follow you. Lord, let him know that there are such promises, Lord. Lord, promises that that, that you've given him, Lord. Jeremiah 29.11 says that you have a plan for for Michael's life, Lord. That you have a plan to give him a hope and welfare for the future, Lord. Lord, that there's promises of, 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 of grace and mercy and forgiveness. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would keep him from the enemy. Lord, that there would be... Lord, forgiveness in his life and the breaking of of addictions, the breaking of chains. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would free him to serve you, to follow you, and to love you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Michael, I want to ask you a question. Are you really serious about giving up cocaine? Yes, sir. Are you willing to do what it takes to give it up, to, to, to be free from cocaine? Yes, sir, I am. Well, I need, I need you to reach out for help because you can't do it alone. You know, the enemy wants to tell you to isolate. The enemy wants to tell you just to try harder, pray harder. But you need to, to, to look for the help that the Lord wants to give you. Now, there are many places. I don't know if you go to church or what church you go to, but there are many churches that have this type of help available. If you don't have it available in your church, then I encourage you to call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That's 1-800-NEW-LIFE. And, okay, I will. And they will recommend where to go and how to get help. There are, there are uh, you know, there are, there, there, there's uh, eight, you know, 12-step meetings that you can go to that you need to go to. You need to get plugged into a, a 12-step meeting or some type of, 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 of addiction group, recovery group. This is something where what are you willing to do and how far are you willing to go to beat this thing that has you enslaved to this substance? 
you know, the, there's a face behind the substance, and it's the face of the enemy who wants to kill, steal, and destroy. And you know that. You know that yeah. in your heart. You know that in your mind. You know that. But you kind of got to stop looking at cocaine as a way of, 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 of drowning your, your, your sorrow or medicating your pain. Your, the true help is going to come when you turn to Jesus Christ and when you turn to others. So I want to encourage you to reach out to your pastor, reach out to your church, reach out to, to New Life Ministries, reach out to, to a 12-step program, get plugged in, don't do it on your own, don't try and isolate, don't try and just, don't try and do it in your own strength, because you can't. Okay, sir, I'll take your recommendation. Okay, Michael. Thank God, you. God bless you. God bless you too, God bless Okay, well, we're we've got about ten minutes left in the program, and I just wanted to touch touch on something that really touched my heart when I read it. It's in Second Corinthians, the seventh chapter, and it says, "Therefore, having these promises, now these promises, God's word is His promise." You know, Jesus. I'm sorry. Uh, in the Bible, it says that. He honors his word even above his name. His promise is his word. Giving your word is making a promise. It says, therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all defilement of flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. So so Paul is telling us, since we have these promises, since we have God's word, since we have what God has told us, we should, we must, we need to cleanse ourselves from all defilement. You know, what is, you know, I've mentioned it a few times tonight already. One of God's promises is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for calamity. To give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. This is God's promise that we can come to Him, that we can have this confidence before Him that He has a plan. He has a plan for our life, He has a plan for, for our future, He has a plan for our good. You know, another promise that God makes is this. It says, And my people who are called by my name. Humble well let's go let's go a little, a little bit before that. He says, Then the Lord appeared to Solomon at night and said to him, I have heard your prayer, and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. But if I shut up the le- the heavens so that there is no rain if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, and my people who are called upon my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer offered in this place. For now I have chosen and consecrated this house that my name may be there forever. And my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. These are the promises of God. This is just a couple. And there's so many more promises of God. Jesus said, I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll be with you till the end of the the earth. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and receive you unto myself. These are just a few of God's promises. We have his word. We have his promise that he will do great and amazing things. He will do what he desires to do. And it's, it's better than the things we want. It's better than the things we desire. The promises of God in his word are so awesome. They're so powerful that they should lead us to a desire of holiness. You know, Paul says that we have these promises, so let us cleanse ourselves from all defilement. How is it that we have all these promises, but we don't see the holiness? We don't see the righteousness. We don't see the the, the, the God-fearing, God-desiring people that we should be. Why is it? He says, let us 
cleanse ourselves from all defilements of the flesh and the spirit. It means what you act on and what you think about. The defilement of the flesh is the things you do. The defilement of the spirit in your soul are the things you think about. He wants us to be totally and completely holy in what we do and in what we think. In everything we do and think, we are to be holy. You know, in First Peter it says this, First Peter one fifteen through sixteen says, "But like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves also, in all your behavior, because it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy." Holiness, holiness—that's a scary word to a lot of Christians. How can I be holy? What are you talking about, Sam? You want me to be some holy Joe? Yeah, yeah. The Bible's calling us to be holy. Like the Lord God is holy, like Jesus is holy, because he's not telling us to be holy on our own. He's telling us we have a holiness that's foreign to us, but given to us through Christ. It is the gift of God. Holiness, not of our own, but that of Christ. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, if you are in Christ, you are a new creation. You're holy. You've been made holy through Jesus' sacrifice, through Jesus' grace, through his mercy, through his forgiveness. You have been made holy. Now act like it. Live like it. Live like the holy man or woman that God created you to be. We are to be holy. Why? Because we love God. Why? Because he loved us. Why? Because we have his promise and we have his word. And that should be enough to inspire us. That should be enough to, to get us excited. That should be enough to set us on fire for, for, for God and for his holiness. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all defilement of flesh and spirit. That means what you do and what you think. Perfecting holiness. Let, perf- let holiness be perfected in the fear of of the Lord. And it's not a fear like terror. It's a fear of awe. It's an awesome fear. It's a fear of respect. It's a fear, uh, I don't know how else to explain it. You know, not a fear of running away from God, but a fear of not being with Him, not being in His presence. It's an awesome respect. It's a fear of respect and desire to be with God and to be in His will and to be in His desire. So I encourage you, as Paul is encouraging you, as the Word of God is encouraging you, having these promises, the promises of God that you know He has given in His Word, let us cleanse ourselves from all defilement. And you know, if you want a, if you want a better list of the defilements, go to Galatians, the fifth chapter, and it'll tell you all the things that we're to be separated from, everything that we're to be perfected from, all types of immorality, all types of lying, stealing, it's all there. Read Galatians, the fifth chapter, and you'll see where Paul is calling us to be separated from, to be cleansed from. Be cleansed from those things and allow God to perfect his holiness in you through the power of the Holy Spirit and perfecting his gifts, perfecting the fruit of the Holy Spirit, bringing forth the fruit of the Holy Spirit in your life and in my life. Well, as you can hear, the music in the background is telling me it's time to, 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 to close down the program for this week. But we'll hopefully, by God's grace, we'll be back next Saturday night. So until then, I hope you'll think about joining us for Friday nights at 805 North First Avenue. Friday nights, 8 p.m. I mentioned it before, 10 a.m. The Hills Church will be there in the morning for worship services for the church with Pastor Walter Hoffland. So come on out to the Hills Church, 10 a.m. Sunday morning. Come on out to L.A. Gypsy Church. Friday nights at 8 p.m. And come back and hear us on KKLA right here, 99.5 FM, the Gypsy Christian Hour, next week, midnight. So, God bless you. Good night.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.